remember and I couldn't didn't want to just ask the question and say what movies have I actually watching this for this week. Yeah, uh, I, I forgot Casino. I had to check that as well. I started the, the picture of the movies that we chose to go back to and look because I think every week or every two weeks we ask what movies are next. So somebody will at least ask it once. Remember, well, ages I think I've actually to... started the message and I'm doing too lazy to go and see if I've started yeah. it and just type the message. But remember before as well, we used to put that as our profile picture that our group chat was the oh. two movies. And then now <laughs> it's just a picture of Jordan Henderson and Steven Gerrard celebrating yeah. so Saudi. But was it was it those sort of like who's <laughs> Roger Rabbit for about 18 months? <laughs> it must have been that. Because I don't have too much time on our hands. Pictures are a lot of time. Forget. Those were back in the Twitch days. Remember the Twitch days? <laughs> God. Aye. The good old days. When you had to actually yep. be on that certain time and whatever, and you couldn't be late or cancel weeks as much like we did last time because there'd be uproar. I know. I wonder if any of our yep. international listeners or who once viewers are still listening. I, wonder, yeah, I, I actually get... think with our Twitch, it still shows that we've got an active schedule on it. So um, I wonder. So we've still got 312 followers on Twitch. And our next stream is on Monday at nine o'clock. Um, <laughs> we are streaming. A lot of the people that are still every like Monday they're logging in and thinking, "Oh no, again next week." One day, one day they will be back. Uh, our schedule is, guys. So I hope you're ready for Monday at nine o'clock. Two movies reviewed every Monday at nine o'clock from nine o'clock till half past ten. That's quite short. Mm-hmm. Or two movies. Oh, might be to do two movies a week. Oh. That was when people on the verge of quitting because it was too much. <laughs> you know, there was a, a jam-packed football schedule we had to fit in as well. <laughs> and I'm, I'm surprised, I'm waiting for the first complaint about the fact that Casino's a three-hour movie. Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron, that's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like that, man. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? You moron. Drop dead. Moron. Up here, you morons. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron. Hey, moron. Who drink will give it first, the complaint? I mean, I'm pretty much complaining right now, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going annoyed as well. (laughs) <laughs> I, assumed it, I assumed you didn't think it wasn't going to be your complaint. I assumed it was going to be you were saying someone was going to complain basically me or Sean. But Who yeah, is? I, I think it, we'll, we'll, we'll get in there anyway. But I... Who picked Casino? That would be me. That'd be you, Hunter. That's Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> <You know>. Me. <laughs> me. I, I do love that. I love the fact that we, we still reference it by ourselves, but people. If people have listened to us for this amount of time, uh, they will know our voices by now, so they will be well aware that that was Sean that said me there. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome into another episode of Morons Review Movies. We hadn't actually decided which movie we were going to do first, but I think Casino seems like a hot topic that people want to talk about. Uh, also helps me as I just watched this one today, and I watched uh, next week's episode about a month ago, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Casino out in 1995, as um, already pointed out, two hours and 58 minutes long. Uh, in Las Vegas, two best friends, a casino executive and a mafia enforcer, compete for the gambling empire and a fast-living, fast-loving socialite. Socialite? I'm not well, so ex- excuse uh, the slurring <laughs> of words. Um, just filling up on cough medicine over here. Hunter, you picked it. Want you to take it away. I, I'm not going in um, assassinating this film in the slightest, but this was very underwhelming after what people had bigged up to me beforehand. Um, the subject matter in the John Scorsese, De Niro, Pesci, it should fall into a, a film that I'd seen before, and be something that would potentially be in my top 10 but see for me this I mean the acting when there was acting was great 
However, I felt like the first hour and a bit, it just it was just like moving pictures with narration rather than storytelling. And I felt like that did definitely drag on a bit. And it also like the as the story kind of developed over time, we were just kind of do you see, like, maybe some like Goodfellas when he's having to follow it with the misses, it's over and done in a couple of minutes. This, it seemed to drag everything out that little bit more. And I think, obviously, this would be the ugliest, obviously, Scorsese's sort of film career. Like, obviously, I think this was like one of the maybe the last major ones he did in this genre as well before the the Irishman. And again, that's another fucking elongated, prolonged film takes that this extra time. And adding stuff to stories that doesn't need to be added to definitely down scores that film massively. And obviously, this one as well. And I mean, there are some good plus points on it. As I said, the acting when there was acting was good. I thought the soundtrack was good. I thought the the visuals, the effects, very sort of, of the time that sort of eighties, nineties, it was very good. However, the I just can't help but feel that this film failed to deliver in the way that I expected it to. I absolutely, I would agree with what uh, you were saying, Hunter. I was going to, when you said about how the first first hour seemed to drag a bit, I think I felt the opposite to an extent, but then after two hours, I felt the film had dragged in because it seemed as if it was that much, uh, it was just a really, really slow build-up. And I was thinking, like, I, watch, I ended up watching this over two sittings because after about an hour and a half I was like, if I watch the extra hour and a half, I'm not going to enjoy it so I wanted to try and give myself the opportunity to, to enjoy it as much as possible um, and I think the first two hours they could have just made the story, made, either made the story a lot better with a lot more going on or just reduced it and reduced it in line for one of the two and then when you mentioned about the relationship De Niro has with his wife is, is that Again, it seemed as if it was dragged out towards the end, but then at the very start of when they're getting together, that's just really fast. There's no, like, mm-hmm. it's weird. To, like, there wasn't like a, if they had like a continual decent pace, it would have worked a lot better. Instead of them basically being meeting, um, getting married, which I think in terms of the film length, it must have happened within about 15, 20 minutes, I think. Um, and then obviously the rest of the film is just them um, having a really toxic relationship and, her wanting to kill him and all that stuff. It was just I just find that weird. I completely agree with with the two of you. Uh, like I watched this today, and uh, when I finished it, I, I genuinely like I, I felt like I've been watching it like nonstop for like three or four days. It just seemed to just drag on and on and on. <laughs> uh, also, the 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 narration over it, like just like. At, at the start, I thought, right, oh, like, so we've got a wee narrator just kind of introducing the characters, a bit of background about them. And then 45 minutes passed, and he's still narrating about character. I was like, how fucking long are we going to do this? Uh, and Joe Pesci's character is ex- just the exact same for good for us. Now, again, I'm fucking... I'm not a, a filmmaker, a director, whatever, but is that laziness? Like, what's the what's the point in that? Like, could... Scorsese will have come up with a, some kind of different character. It's literally the exact, the exact same personality, the exact same characteristics, psychopathic. What's the, what's the deal with that? I don't know. What you obviously I'm choose or tell me or your own thoughts on it, but I, I, I just think it's quite lazy. Yeah, it I, seems I feel, feeling lazy. Definitely feeling. I thought Joe Pesci's character was good, but I think it's because my memory's quite bad, so like I can't really remember a lot of the films he's been in. And but like, like that, so at least for one, they made them family friendly. He just says fucking two seconds. But like, see if if you'd watched this and you hadn't seen Goodfellas, you think that character was brilliant. But Goodfellas is a, a million miles ahead of this. It's so right. clear. So they just do this, and this was after Goodfellas, wasn't it? Aye. So to just give us the same character again in a pretty similar kind of setting, uh, well, in, in terms of like the mob, uh, I, I just find really, really bizarre in the space of about maybe like five, six years, however long in between the films. 
Uh, and I just found myself getting a bit more annoyed and annoyed about that as the film went on because if I wanted to, like, I, I just wished I'd stopped and put Goodfellas on halfway through <laughs> and I could probably come on here and give a review anyway what happened because I just feel like I've seen that film before but uh, I, I don't know, I just felt really bizarre about it. And the thing about uh, Sammy's wife, like, how many times, like, he's t- tied his daughter to a fucking bed she was doing cocaine in front of his daughter. I don't know if you know if he ended up finding out about that. She's pumping his best pal. She's done so much, and he and he just keeps letting her back in the house constantly. Back in the house. I don't. He kept saying, "Oh, because he loved her and all that," but he knew, he knew that she never loved him. Mm-hmm. Like for this persona that his character is, like this ruthless bastard. We've seen it throughout the film where he's like catching the cheaters in the yeah. casino and he fucking and all that kind of stuff. Like he comes off as like this right powerful guy, and he's just go, he's, he's he, and she's got him just eating out of the palm of his hand. And I was like, how many times are we going to see this? I like she's a nasty cunt. She's a fucking. She's a junkie. She's an alcoholic. She's got all these issues. She's causing none but issues for that. Oh, she's back in the house now. Oh, he's getting the Oh no, she's back in the house now. It just seemed to go on. It was just a big cycle for three hours, constant. I mean, this film could have been an hour and a half easily. I agree with what you're saying, sure, about his relationship with his wife. It's like, I didn't know whether, like, from the start, he knew what she, he knew what she was like, so I don't know whether they thought that... Because he made a comment earlier on in the film about how he was saying how he was in love with her, he wanted to get married, and she was like, I don't love you. And it was as if he expect, he thought he was able to either change or make those feelings grow. So I don't know whether it was as if mm. that was... But I, it did seem a bit weird how it could just be... How he was going about firing, even like his staff, he was happy to go about firing them for doing anything wrong. And then she's obviously doing all this, all this stuff. And then it's like 10 seconds later, she's back in the house forgiven, back together, oh. and kind of live where you are. But I don't really blame her for that. Like, he and no, him I don't, that no. side mm-hmm. as well, because she told him from the start that she didn't love him. She didn't want that side yeah. of it. Oh, she was happy to, happy to live in the royalty life that she was having. And Mm-hmm. She was still in love with our, our junkie ex, fucking scumbaggy a guy. So I have no sympathy for him in the way that she acted. She obviously, when she takes the daughter away and they're doing coke and all that, like mm-hmm. the only bit that really annoyed me with that is like the daughter's probably at an age where she tells her dad any, everything. So she yeah. like that was a bit of a strange one for me. Um, that side of it, but it, it was it seems out of character for him, and I suppose. He was in love with her because she would have been the the pretty glamorous girl that he probably thought he could never have. So that would be his his vice, so to speak, just like her having that for that Lester. It felt like the film was building up to like a kind of no like a showdown. Well, I like a showdown between Sammy and Nicky. Mm-hmm. Everything that was going on between them, like how mm-hmm. Nicky was going behind his back, all this kind of stuff, and then it just never happened. Like, it just made that whole, like, how they started with his best friends and then Nicky wanted to come to Vegas and Sammy wasn't too sure on it, but he eventually came to Vegas and then that Nicky just even went even more psychopath. And it just felt like it was building and building and building to, to kind of like a final showdown and one of them's going to kill one another or whatever. And then Nicky just gets done in in the jungle with his brother, whatever it was, and Sammy, som- <laughs> Sammy somehow survives a car bomb what I found really annoying as well was that obviously the opening scene, you see the car explode. Ah, you see that happening, yeah. But then, and when it when it shows you at the end, he jumps out the car and every window is intact on that car and then it explodes when he's outside it. Like, I just found that really, really daft. It was nothing like the opening scene, but I, I just, that whole build-up with those two main characters and then for it to just peter out like it did, I just thought that was really poor as well. What also confused me watching this movie, and this is probably something really small to nitpick on, how can Nicky, Joe Pesci's character, be narrating all the way through it if he dies at the end? That was one of my pieces. Even he narrated his own death at the end. Oh, aye, 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 aye. aye. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. So that, that felt really frustrating to me. Um, I feel for this movie, right, it was it was long and it dragged on sitting watching this for three hours long, right? But see if this was a, a four-episode series on TV 
at 45 minutes an episode, an hour an episode, I think I'd be a lot more invested because someone, I think mean, you already mentioned that the whole, they got married within seconds of each other, mm-hmm. but you spent ages watching them build this casino up and then you spent ages watching them having a really slow breakup, essentially. Yeah. Like, I, I probably was a bit more interested in how he became this super amazing gambler that they really brushed over about how good he was and how impactful he was for mm-hmm. the mob. So was that, I, yeah. The mob was a very small section to it where they just took money to them now and again and then they got some permission. Like, spend a bit more time watching them come up through with them, then then put them in Vegas and have a bigger influence over the mob's control over Vegas at that point because watching him sit and go through tribunals to see if he can get his license and all that, I really couldn't care less about that part of it, to be honest. Like, I'd much rather know the mob's influence on other casinos because this wouldn't have been an isolated thing. There would have been a lot more things going on in the uh, in Vegas at that point. And I feel like if they had that over a, a small series of episodes rather than dragging it on in this three hours, where I feel like the movie, where it differs to Goodfellas, and which is funny because this movie, I always thought that I preferred this movie over Goodfellas. And I've had it in my mind as being one of my top movies ever. And then I watched this back today and I was like, there's not actually not that much that's enjoyable from this. It's just the same ilk of Goodfellas, but nowhere near as good. And I feel like Goodfellas had all the bits to get engaging, get you excited in Goodfellas. They took that out of the casino and they tried to be a little bit different and tell you more of a story. Uh, it was just super boring. One of the things I had was, um, I don't know if this is just me being stupid or not, but see when obviously they're taking the money at the casino and giving it to the mafia, right? So I know obviously, like, it's obvious that Joe Pesci's character knows that's happening, right? Does De Niro's character know that's happening as well? Or is he just obviously running it and making a shitload of money working there? Or is he actually in on, in on it too? He's in on it as well, yeah. Right. I didn't think that was made abundantly clear. Uh, but maybe, like, obviously I know... I think it's more because, obviously, maybe maybe um, Joe Pesci's character was narrating it at those stages, so obviously I was thinking, well, he obviously... And you could tell, obviously, the way the film was going, that he was, he was completely... He knew what was going on, because it was as if he was the one that was closer to the Mafia, but... It was as if obviously De Niro sort of got headhunted for this job because he was well known in the gambling industry and all that kind of stuff. But I, it wasn't hundred percent clear to me that he was in. He was, he knew exactly what was going on behind the scenes, or whether he was just employed to make the casino make an absolute fortune, and then obviously they could sneak quite a large amount of money out because it's obviously making loads of profits. Nah, he was in it. Right, just one. That was one thing. I say I don't know if it was me being. If I if someone put a gun in my head and said, "Do they know?" I would have said, "I didn't know," but I was never hundred percent sure. That, and even even that whole scenario where they they mention that the money starts getting shorter and shorter, and they blame that on Nicky, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. why is that Nicky's fault when it's coming from Rothstein's casino that the money's getting Aye. shorter and shorter? Is he's and they all know that everyone's skimming and stuff, and it's just accepted as that's what happens. But then the fact that the mob are the ones that start to get less and less and then they start to get frustrated and then Nicky just has this power trip where he feels he can do what he wants. I just feel like that was just so quickly ran over and then we spent fucking half an hour watching her searching through her house for a key to go and get her millions that she was inevitably going to take. And even, that pissed me off as well. The woman that does, he doesn't, doesn't love him, doesn't want to be with him and is purely with him for money, just give her a key to two million and that's exactly. it. Bizarre. Fucking and they show you, they show you at the start, and like so you know it's coming. Like they make a big deal about it. Are you sure you trust your wife? Do you mm-hmm. mean most men wouldn't do that? Give her the only key. I mean, come on, it's fucking basic shit. That's eh? Especially when she goes, I don't love you. <laughs> well, you know, so, oh, here's a key for two million. Then. Right, what would have been the play? Would have been if she got there, there was just like a bit of paper that says "fuck you" or something like that. I mean, that would have been. <laughs> At least smart. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm like you guys. I'm, I'm. I was pretty disappointed with this. It's been about 15 years since I watched this, um, at least. So I, I kind of thought that I liked it, but he's like, yeah, it's just like a poor 
man's good fellas, not not so good fellas. That could be yeah. a good name for podcast. Uh, but I, it's just really boring. Like Robert De Niro's character narrating over explaining things about gambling, like the guy that came in and won loads of back of that. And then he went away and the private jet wasn't working. So they made him go back to the casino there and gambled more than back of that. So they got all their money back. That was like seven minutes of film for like, who gives a fuck about a guy that lost some money in back of that? Like, and it was just, it was just made obvious as well. It's like, oh, if he goes back, he'll lose money. He may have went back, he went, went back and won more money, even though we're limit mistakes. He could have went on to them at the cleaners, but it was just accepted that he'll, he'll lose this time. Aye, I mean, all the t- the whole thing was just like just felt really cliched. Like, even the music, like it just felt like the same generic music you get in like lots of nineties songs, nineties uh, films. Sorry, um, I think that like that song by the Who's in there. Uh, that's in all these films, and there's just oh, I don't know. They just felt a bit shit to me. I was really gutted by it. Um, I don't even think Robert De Niro is very good in it, and it's not often I say that. He's just it, it seems very, very wooden whenever he was reacting with his wife when she was going mental and that. Um, he never quite reacted how you'd expect someone whose daughter's been tied up to react. <laughs> um, and like you said, Joe Pesci's just being the same fucking maniac that you can't reason with. And a lot of people like those characters and like Joe Pesci and Goodfellas are seen as quite iconic, but I just find them quite frustrating. Like these cunts are just like, just fucking chill out. He's willing to get caught. The police will only do you mean see if you just want to fucking relax and stop smashing people in the face for two weeks. The police might not be after you for a change. Like, go just chill out for a bit. But he doesn't, he just wants to be a fucking maniac. Um and I don't believe that anywhere in reality someone as mental as that would ever get to a high position within organized crime. Do you know what I mean nah. they would just be oh. they'd be chucked fairly early on for scrapping up the tour or whatever? Like <laughs> uh, Bye. It just felt a wee bit tired. We've seen a few gangster films, um, and a lot of them are a hell of a lot better than this. And having that, I felt like they overly explained the casino bit to try and justify that this was a gangster film, but in a casino. Like ultimately, the casino didn't really matter. It was just a gangster film where Spokal got hit at the end, and they go through the big list of how everyone died, the same as he's done in other films. Um, I overall disappointed. It was a. Three hours to watch a one-hour movie, basically. Mm-hmm. There was just not that much movie in it. Um, it just loads of little editable parts in it. Do you know what I mean? Like there was, you weren't that invested in the characters. Like Rostin, you weren't even that asked about. Joe Pesci, you weren't asked about. Fucking Ginger, you weren't asked about. Um, the one thing that really, really upset me the most in this movie was that uh, Robert De Niro's character put a pair of trousers on whilst he had his shoes on. Was that when he was sitting in the office? He's um, sitting in the office and he's got his socks pulled up to his knees, he's got his shoes already on and then he puts his trousers on. Why have he had shoes on? <laughs> Fucking baby blue shoes on. Hard drive check material, that. <laughs> What's he doing sitting there with these trousers on? <laughs> you could understand it though, like, well, to an extent, if you had, if you're sitting there in your boxers with no shoes on, but no with your fucking shoes on. Imagine the more imagine the more you're sitting if I'm working at him the more and I'm sitting there with a pair of boxers on, but I've got my trainers on. Where am I going? I'm gonna just walk out the front with my boxers on. Here's the question. Do you just go socks before boxers or boxers before socks? Boxers before socks. Boxers before socks. Boxers first. I did the opposite, and I tell you why. I remember years ago seeing an episode of Embarrassing Bodies, and this guy had like a fungal infection on his bollocks. And it came because he had some sort of fungal hang on his toe, and he was putting his boxers on with his, uh, with his bare feet, and it got into his balls. So that woman, that doctor woman, said you should always go socks before jocks, because that's how you get. So there you go. Especially if you've got like a minging toe, like Sean, you should always put your socks on. First. <laughs> My toes are in the mangan, it's just not got a nail. There's no fungal <laughs> around in there. I just can't comprehend the thought of coming out of the shower and then having to sit on my bed with my fucking bare arse out and uh, put where else to put my socks on. <laughs> put my put my wee pants on first, thanks. I'm, I'm <laughs> naked all the time. I'm always naked. 
see people as well like right uh, now. <laughs> that put on their trousers before they put socks on. No, I find, that, I find that so bizarre. It's such a right. strange look as well. Just like fucking feet poking out the bottom of your trousers, like put some socks on you, disgrace. <laughs> what would Tarantino do? Take a picture, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would Scorsese would just get somebody to narrate it for fucking with some mm. shitty music in the background. Joe Pesci to come along and chop the foot off or something like that. Aye. Just something what you're saying about, you mentioned, Kel, about things that weren't needed in the film. It's like, that affair that Joe Pesci has with um, De Niro's uh, Sharon Stone, that was pointless. That added nothing to the film. Nah. Because, like, obviously when that happens, you're thinking, like, like I came into it said, was it Sean said they might have, like, a showdown between the two of them. You thought, right, he's having an affair with your wife. You're going to go for him. Nah. <laughs> it was just... That, that added absolutely nothing. Did he not make it made it longer. He makes a point to say to her, like, that you're sleeping with someone, but it better not be who I think it is, because that'll mm-hmm. cause problems. And then it is exactly who he thinks it is, but it doesn't cause any problems. Does she not no. admit it to him as well? See, that's the sort of point where you would want the narrator to come on and say... It did not cause any problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just is quite poor, isn't it, when you think about it? A lot of, we're going to get a lot of stick for this, but I thought I was going to be a bit of an outlier here by not enjoying it, but it really was a slog. Um, I think and, we will find those giving us stick for it will be people similar to how Kyle and yourself, Daniel, came into this thinking they liked it because they liked it when they watched it a few years ago and they still think it's that film when in reality it's not. I there think that's going to be one of them because he had said to me that he's watched it quite a few times but I don't know when the last time he watched it, he didn't say whether he liked it or not but the fact that he says he's watched it quite a few times suggests that he's going to have liked it because why would you watch a movie that you hated <laughs> or did, Dubs, didn't enjoy Dubs that many loves, times? Aye, Dubs loves this type of film though I would say, this is up his street. Well, mm-hmm. fuck him. We decided not to attend and watch a movie this time, guys. So please get him in any comments. Um, he should have been here to defend the movie. So, so, He'll be, be the first one to attack us when the scores get posted anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a little behind-the-scenes listens before anyone else. I'm sure we'll get his thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get his thoughts in the in the chat at some point soon. But Dubs, we wish you well. Uh, we do miss you for this week. It'd be nice to have somebody come in that actually liked this, mm-hmm. other than us. Uh, well, we could shizzle- do as well. Because obviously, once you have read, you've listened to, to all this before it, we could send them our scores after it, but put them all quite high. And you obviously think we all liked it. And then when it comes to it being an issue, they'd be like, <laughs> use our assholes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't even give us a review, so he's definitely not watched it recently. So we don't have a review no. from him to, him to go by. Um, is it we've not actually talked about it this much, guys? It's a three hour long movie, but we seem to be wrapping this up very, very quickly. Um, it's because it's a three year film with at least an hour and a half of filler. Aye, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't know, man. Like, I just think the more we watch of these stuff, Scorsese's really overrated. Like, I'm, I bet this new film has his absolute shite day. Um, there's no many that are really good. Like Shutter Island's pish as well. Like, what are these really good films? We did not like Taxi Driver. No, I mean that's pretty good. Like, let's just good let's call Good Fellas amazing. Ah, decent. That's about it. Gangs in New York was that him? That's garbage. Just getting the. Ones where he directed the Irishman, we've not reviewed on here, have we? No, we won't. We won't subject anyone to that. No. Um. What else has he got? Boardwalk Empire was a good TV series. Quite enjoy that. One episode he done in that. I think he done the pilot, then he was a producer for the rest of it. He was Gangs in New York, indeed. Casino, uh, Cape Fear, which I've never seen. That's decent, actually. That's decent. Who's in Cape Fear? Or Robert De Niro Um He directed Michael Jackson's uh, music video for Bad. 
Well, just shows you the type of company he keeps. <laughs> Not a very good man. <laughs> Sipping on Jesus juice. I think wow. what would have made this film better is see if they didn't they did they, did, they spent a lot more time in the downfall and showed the ins and outs because it did that did seem a bit rushed as well. Like they kind of I can't remember the guy's name, how they had the sort uh they had the wire the in the shop that he was telling his wife and his brother about all the goings on or whatever. Well, the guy that kept the ledger of all the money. Aye, it was expenses and whatever else, but then he was also just blatantly just telling them the full, full script, but they spent so much time just, like Hunter says with filler, like the first two hours could have been cut to one hour and you could have added an extra half hour or whatever into the downfall and gave you more in-depth about how they got caught and all that kind of stuff. They basically just said, I we had all this information. The mafia got shot, killed was the folk before they went to court, and then that's it. Like, How oh. stupid was that scene where Sammy's got the license? I think it's the license folk around in his garden, and Nicky's playing golf, and then that plane lands, <laughs> and then Aye. the two feds just run as if like they'll no see us if we run really quickly past them here, and we'll just leave a massive fucking plane in his garden. This is the thing as well with that scene. That's the police or the FBI running. Like they're the criminals of the situation. Ah, I know. <laughs> Fucking oh. is, so it's all meant to be loosely based on on real characters, isn't it? So there's probably these things have happened, and they're thinking, how do we shoehorn this into this three-hour-long movie? Because they'll have these little individual scenes, like that scene there doesn't need to be in the film at all. Because we all knew Nicky was getting surveyed, uh, surveillance on him because they mentioned how he was in all the papers and everyone was talking mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. The, the police pulled him up for every single little thing that happened. You don't need to have that bit in there to showcase it. Or take it the whole spiel about them being in all the newspapers and everything that happened and just have that one bit and say that's the extent that they went to. Make it a two-minute thing rather than a 30-minute thing. Uh-huh. It just wouldn't be like two FBI agents in suits flying a plane doing surveillance, though. Like, <laughs> there, would a, there would be a pilot. <laughs> like, it wouldn't even be two guys in, like the Blues Brothers running out the plane and running through the garden. Like, it's just so fucking is- stupid. Think of how that would be done now. It would be some wee virgin in the back of a van with a drone. Surveillance. I I know, but if the the drone crashed, like you wouldn't get that wee guy running out the van, running (laughs) past the suspects to pick up his drone, thinking they'll see me here if I run really quick. I just thought it was really daft that bit. I think the whole thing just feels a wee bit like a parody of itself. Like, I just feel like I've seen it all before. I, I feel like I've heard this the style before and the same music choice before and the same. Oh, the see when it gets to the end and there's just the music playing and it goes, and this is how this guy got caught and this is how this guy got caught and this is how this guy got caught. That really bothered me. I'm like, we've seen this before. I've seen it a million times before. Um, I'd, I just don't know what much there is to say about this film other than I get that other people are, enjoy it, but I can't even think of many endearing features of it. Has anyone ever been to a casino and got any interesting casino stories of their own? Uh, I've been to Vegas. How was that? I went to, I went to Vegas for two weeks. Um, there's stories that probably shouldn't be shared. Um <laughs> <laughs> on, on the podcast uh, that happened in Vegas with a, a, a friend that we all know and love that um, had a mis- mis- for, and a fortunate, unfortunate scenario where he lost all his money. Um, <laughs> to, uh, Someone a, a, hooker stole it, a hooker stole all the money. Yes. Yeah, that would be one. <laughs> so. Well, I've heard the story, but I, I know exactly who it is already. <laughs> ah, but we'll we'll know we'll, we've only name drop Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the only story I've got, which is neat, it's, it's more just because Jamie was raging at me. I remember I don't know if any use were there, but we're in a casino. Dundee. Was it? No, I didn't get in because I was too smashed in Dundee. I think. You must be the only person in the world to be turned away from the casino in Dundee for being too drunk. I, I've, that, I've been in that casino probably twice. I was in it actually last year, and uh, 
I've never seen like so so many just. It was like a nightclub at one point. Just people were absolutely out of their face. How did <laughs> you get turned away there? My hands were just flying about the place. I, mean, I remember. <laughs> I remember Bunji walking towards the door of the casino because I was about maybe 15, 20 steps behind him, and I just stopped and watched him. And he was <laughs> all over the place. And the guy was just like, nah. Bunji was probably about five steps away, and the boys just like, nah, we're not getting in here. No, I think I was going to say is I remember, but. I, I think it maybe maybe it was Aberdeen, I'm not sure. And Jamie was playing, I don't know if he was playing poker or whatever he was doing. He was like, I'm waiting at the toilet, just look after my chips. I don't remember this, right? Came back and somehow I'd lost all his chips, the seat was gone and everything. He was like, what the fuck happened? I was like, don't know. That's the you might. I didn't even mind that should have been on the table. It's just at the following morning, it's like, you always be like, oh, I don't know how much the chips were worth. I must obviously just decide that I couldn't be asked when I'm playing poker or whatever he was playing anyone just Ruined all his money. <laughs> Sorry, he's got one to it. He probably yeah. told you that you lost six grand worth of chips, but in reality, it was like 20 quid or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's likely. Um, no, I don't have any other. I actually can't really remember much from Vegas, to be honest, but that's probably just due to me having a shit memory. and needing the fucking my heat checked because it was like I think it was twenty one. I'm actually amazed that you remembered you went first. <laughs> <laughs> well, her, I I spoke spoke to one of my friends that went pre- uh, not too long ago and they mentioned that we had a stopover in Boston for like eight hours. That that, that never happened. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, it's bad now, like no idea. I'm old guys, I'm old. Leave me alone. Um, well, if we don't have much more to then talk about on Casino, let's do a slight plug to our Instagram. Uh, we are currently giving away a free case of beer, courtesy of Beer52 on our Instagram. So if you would like to get yourself the opportunity to win a case of the Oktoberfest collection, which has 10 beers, so that you can get a real taste of the past, present and future of German brewing, head over to our Instagram. All you have to do is follow the Motor Runs Review and Movies page if you haven't already. Like the post and tag two friends in your comments. You can tag more people. Uh, for every two people that you do tag, you will get an extra entry. There is other ways for you to get extra entries as well. So for instance, if you download the latest episode, so if you've downloaded this episode, please pop it into the DMs, as well as following the Morons on Spotify or Apple. And if you want to get yourself a big boost of five extra entries, if you use the link www.beer52, that's beer52.com forward slash morons, and order yourself a free case of beer, you get an extra five entries. Nice. Nice. No, just, just a nice. I've not added this in later. We've done it all live as we're, as we're talking. Uh, but that is over on our Instagram account. Hunter, do you have any trivia? I'm sure uh, IMDb will be fully shit about this movie. Uh, it's full of shit about this movie, as you're correct. And I've only had about three weeks to prep for it as well, so <laughs> I wasn't rushing in between <laughs> draft transfers and the pod. What, before you go into it, what baffled me is when I looked at it and it said that on IMDb this is number 139th in the top rated movies ever and we've actually shat all over it get that to fuck but again these people are these things are sorry are voted for by people who just see the names De Niro, Pesci and Scorsese and they've already given it a minimum score already just because of their names well, funnily enough, it's got an 8.2 rating alongside Shutter Island. Um, that's got the same rating. There Will Be Blood, The Truman Show, Sixth Sense, Pan's Labyrinth, Jurassic Park. Some really good movies. No Country for Old Men, Burnsy. It's got the same rating. That's shocking. I mean, drop out Shutter Island from that list and you've just listed a bunch of films better than this. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Well. Including Finding Nemo. <laughs> oh, finding the was a masterpiece. I don't, I don't think I'm not bad about it. V for Vendetta. Love V for Vendetta. Maybe you should pick it for the next round. We're getting there soon. 
we are getting there soon, actually. We are. Mm -hmm. I've had a few suggestions to me that could be on the list. Trivia Hunter. Yes. So most of the conversations between Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci were improvised. Um, Martin Scorsese would tell them where to start and where to end. The rest was up to them. When James Wood heard that Martin Scorsese was interested in working with him, Woods called Scorsese's office and left the following message. Any time, any place, any part, any fee. Now that seems like a great tagline for male sexual services, if anything. <laughs> any fee. Um, so while the movie begins by stating it is adapted from a true story, it never names the real-life casino involved. The Tangiers Casino is fictional. The story is based upon the history of the Stardust Casino, a fact well documented in the Las Vegas history book. Scorsese discreetly documents this fact via the soundtrack in which the song Stardust is heard three different times. Um, Scorsese has also stated um, on the Blu-ray commentary, there is no plot at all. It's three hours, no plot, so you know this going in. There's a lot of action, a lot of story, but no plot. Aye, that's it. I think this is where it's lost on me. I need, I need, I don't know, I just don't get it. I think I don't get what he's going for. I think for if it. you want expecting people to buy in for three hours, you want to give them something to buy into rather than hoping that there's a bunch of big names on it that will buy in because of that. And doing it's this riding the wave. Oh, and see the wanky bit is showing you the end at the start. Like, I really hate that. Like, I really hate that. Oh, this is the end, and here's how we got there. Fuck me. Like, I really hate that. That is, Jen, a standard grade creative writing template. Ah. Oh, and see that bit we showed you at the start? He actually survived. Oh, <laughs> we got you. Wait, <laughs> Sorry, Hannah. Sorry. Uh, last two here. So, Michelle Pfeiffer turned down the role of Ginger because it was too similar to her role in Scarface. Just minus the incest on this one. And huh? <laughs> um, the F word, I say fuck for those who are hard of hearing, is said 435 times in the narration, including the narration, which is 2.4 times per minute on average. It's a better record than me anyway. Um, the film held the record for the most uses of the word until the release of Summer of Sam, which also had a reported 435 uses. However, they were both smashed out the park by the Wolf of Wall Street, which had close to 600 uses of the word fuck. And then all abbreviating terms like fuck, fucker, fucking, I'd imagine. And another movie, I've actually got the, whole, the, the top 10 list here in front of me as well. Another movie that we've watched before is also uh, just behind Wolf of Wall Street, which is Uncut Gems. Oh, that's it. Fuck. Fuck. What if someone can go back and count the amount of times that we have said fuck, fucking or fuck. Mm. That would be a first, a nice best of episode. It would just be us saying fuck as mm. many times as possible for about an hour. <laughs> Actually, is the word, is a part of our intro, the music that we've got taken from Casino? Yes, that was one of the things I meant to mention, sorry. Did you just notice that? I did. Because yeah. it felt so different. When I heard it, I was like, oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> Every week. Aye, every week. I, and mm -hmm. I, outside movie club, I watched Toy Story 2 recently. Um, and that's one of them's for that as well. That's one of the morons for this, um, for the music. See where you're like, doing that? Is it like that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme where it's just like the... <laughs> Aye, exactly like that. Exactly <laughs> like that. Like, oh! So I remember going and finding them that day. I don't even remember how I did it. We should maybe try and see if we can add some more in and extend that a wee bit. But I do like the way it flows in it. <laughs> anyway, is that all your trivia? Huh? That is me trivia out on this one. Just to uh, have a look at some of the, the, the plot holes that I, I researched earlier. See the scene where they go into the garage and jump in the car, turn on the engine, turn on the radio and engage in a long conversation. They, it says here that the carbon monoxide fumes from the car engine would have killed them by the time they finished the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that tickled me. 
And another one that's got as a goof is that see when he throws the boy out for sitting with his shoes off on the table. Aye. Aye. And then Nicky Nicky phones and goes mental and starts beating shit out of the mm-hmm. guy. Um, it says here that when Nicky gets off the call, he yells at the cowboy for putting his feet on the table, yet Sam never told him that that's what he'd done. <laughs> you never got to really see the full conversation. That one's a bit weak. So, yeah. So, these little ones that are funny as well. There's a bit of it. There's a character error where it talks about the guy that they hammer his hand. They asked him if he can shuffle away his left hand, and they said he'd never tried. But earlier on in the scene, you see him shuffling his coins and that way his left hand. He's chipped, sorry. Maybe that's he knew. Maybe that's because he knew if he said yes, he would smash both hands. Oh. I did chuckle at the choice. You could you can get the hammer and take the cash. Because I was saying a broken hand for a couple of weeks for a hundred grand. Oh, I could maybe handle that. Nah. No getting smashed with a hammer in the hand. Never be the same again. Start using your left hand. I mean, like the danger of my left hand. <laughs> Well, I suppose we should get to that point of scoring this movie. Um, as mentioned earlier, Moron Dubs has called in sick and not actually watched the movies. So uh, please go after them. Is he actually sick? They're all. All right, I thought he was older. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he is. Decided to have his annual leave. He's not here. But um, it'd be interesting to get his thoughts on what he would have potentially scored this movie. Um, we never have one by the time we get the post up, we can maybe add it if he has an ad hoc score we would like to add on. We should force yeah, him to watch it and then make him do a voice note, and then I'll add the voice note in here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right here. Daniel agreeing with Dubsy's review there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Be interesting to see how Dubs finishes that, and then Daniel's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, no. Hunter, it was your choice. Um, didn't even ask if it was a scene or an unseen, but I worked out. No, it was my unseen because I remember the, the the shock around the room when I was put it in as my unseen. But it's no, it's, it's a monkey off my back. At least I was taken that way. I can no longer pass on that shock and to say I've never seen it. But what will pass on the shock is probably the scoring that I will give it, which is just a three out of five. Yeah, be five. That's a lot higher than I thought you were going to give. I said there were some redeeming qualities, but I think I was expecting it to be four plus from the way it was mm-hmm. sold and put given it away in the past. Like, so that's what probably the disappointing bit. And do you know what? That point there about what you thought it was going to be is probably the reason I'm going to score it a lot lower than what you have because I expected this to be something that I was going to give four and a half etc too but I've just been so bored and uninterested watching it that I'm going to drop it right down to 1.75 Sean I'm I'm giving it a 2 a 2 Daniel I'm following Sean with another 2 Three twos. So it's a six out of five for Bunsen. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking somebody was going to say that. <laughs> we couldn't all work it out as quick as Hunter. That's <laughs> why <laughs> I've got my calculator and I couldn't even work it out too. What does that do to the overall score in Bunsen? 2.15. A 2.15. So a 2.15 puts this. Uh, Joint 161st alongside Friends with Benefits and Almost Famous. Oh, aye. Almost Famous is about 50 slots too high there, in my opinion. What do you think, Hunter? 50 slots too low. <laughs> in fact, I don't know that I've moved in. In fact, I get that before I've done the last two. doesn't matter. Almost Famous was like similarly disappointing. Like I remember thinking I was going to enjoy that a lot more than I did as well. But uh, yeah. I, this was just a big let down for me. 
Uh, and a movie slightly better than it, I think. Uh, I think Bungie was a big fan of this. Girls Trip. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, that was poor. That was uh, and slightly above the Crow JFK us, Chicago. Oh, that same stuff we always, oh, we always seem to be in that Chicago zone. Was that should be up. That should be top ten. <laughs> I think that's a, yep. a good point to end the episode there. Chicago should be a top ten. It's no disagreements I'm noticing. So I enjoyed it, Bonzi. I enjoyed it much more than I enjoyed Casino. <laughs> the fact that it's down in the hundred and sixtieth on the table shows you the disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the fact that we've now rated this film more than the, the experts at IMDb who had 139 out of the list of they've got their, every film ever made, and then we've only got however films we've ever made in it. <laughs> oh, God. I wonder how many movies there is actually registered on there, and we've still marked this one more than what we've got from their list. But, guys, uh, that does bring us towards the end of this episode. Next week coming up, we have got a Sean selection, I believe. Oh, yeah, I, I chose that. <laughs> you want me to so kill him, like... no, I just want you to tell him what it was, Sean. Oh, anyway, the film, yeah. The film, <laughs> yeah. I just don't want me to say, like, should we just leave this awkward silence here? <laughs> uh, well, it's exactly waiting for me to elaborate on it, but it's not really much point because we're going to talk about it in a minute anyway. So. No, next week. Keep it's it a, week. Week. a week, a week, yes. It's near command, okay? Here, <laughs> I. As morons do, bid you farewell. What else is it that way? I think Kilmarnock. I'm the Austin. Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron, that's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Up here, you morons! Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! Hey, moron! Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.